Storm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. My name is Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Hello, hello, and welcome to the end of 2022. Yes, this is the final episode that we are recording in 2022. This episode will come out in 2023. This is true. This is true. This is but the game of the year episode as of 2022. Is tradition. Yes, as is tradition, uh, we will be going over some of the games that we played. Now, we do tend to have eclectic tastes. You might not have heard of all of these games. Uh, as as our ongoing listeners will know, we tend to troll the dark web uh, for some of the mm-hmm. dark indie devs. Uh, who bring out their dark games there? Uh, so we might we might we'll go through over go through over a couple of those tonight. That's a sentence. Yeah. So um, there'll there'll be no particular order. These are just what we consider to be the cream of the crop. Uh, if we have time, there will be a a list of these. These are ones that we reckon you should check out at yeah. the end yeah. of. Uh, uh, but cool. these these are our absolute favourites. So. Um, do you want me to? I might start. Yeah, you I might first. start. Go ahead. Um, I really love the game Surprise Badminton Trainer. Ah, was that that VR one? Yeah. So it was the game where you were kind of going along, doing your own business, doing yeah. doing some regular sort of like cleaning stuff, and then all of a sudden the trainer would come out of nowhere and go surprise and start th- like you you just all of a sudden be in a be in a just, badminton just whack like, a cock right at you. You whack a cock right at you. There's something about it, like just. The, the mediocrity of getting the kids ready for school and, mm. you know, doing some, some regular sort of things like cutting the lunches. Then all of a sudden it's like, surprise. And you've got a, you got a bad mental racket in your hand. You're all of a sudden having to, to play. Um, I did, um, cause I watched you play it a bit. I did like the way. Well, the- you didn't have your VR set up. So no, no, but, uh, but I saw your gameplay and I did like the way that the bad mental racket would just kind of grow out of your hand. Uh, and knock yep. anything flying, you know, some of the great use of physics in VR, which is always nice. Uh, that was, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Look, I, I, I thought this one looked really fun and, uh, merging it with that kind of life sim in that way, mm. uh, was a cool twist. Yeah. And just the fact that you, no matter where you were, you just didn't know what would, what would become the net, what would become, you know, what even the shuttlecock would, would start out as. Like, yeah. there could be a bowl coming towards you and all of a sudden it turns into, like, this feathers coming out from behind and it sort of shrinks and it's like, oh, my God, you know, it's a shuttlecock now and surprise. <laughs> the announcer <laughs> every single time, surprise. Surprise. Yeah, there's some good voice work in there for sure. Um, yeah, it was cool. And then the multiplayer, again, I didn't I didn't have mine set up. but Yeah, um, so I, ju- I just played against bots most of the time. Yeah, but I liked the way that there was almost a- uh, a spy party aspect of it then where you'd be out in a crowd and you didn't know who was no, your who opponent was, was going to be. Who was going to be. Yeah. Yep. Until again, the announcer kind of, kind of came out surprise. And then you'd see, you'd have to look around who else has got a fucking badminton racket. Mm. And sometimes you weren't near each other. No. Like you, you had to could, do some you could, fancy. Like of- if you weren't near the net, like, cause you didn't know what the net was going to be. No. It's just this big green highlighted object. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, one time, one time we were in this, in this amazing looking like fountain area. And I'm like, I'm looking around everywhere and I'm like, I look up and there's this fountain. And at the very top, he had like outstretched arms and the outstretched arms were highlighted in green. It's like, God damn it. The net is so damn high. Yeah. Like, 
And so, well, then he really had to make use uh, of all those power shots and those uh, mm. the boosts that you could pick up and that sort of thing. Mm. I mean, it it really was a pretty cool single player game. You know, going through it had it had those poignant things like when when you're in the hospital mm. and you know you're you're looking after your your sick mother, and then all of a sudden the doctor comes in the room. And surprise, surprise, you're now playing, the you're, you're playing the badminton yeah. against, against, the, against the doctor and you're playing over your mum. Yeah, but she's loving it. Like she's the loving look it. on she's, her face, it and, gave and her she, a new She's doing life. the scorekeeping. She's got, yeah. All of a sudden, she's got the little scorekeeper thing and she's putting the numbers over as, you, as you're playing. And She didn't like it when you lose, when you lost, though. No, because if you lost, she died. Yeah, um, that was- it, it was sort of- like it was. A I weird mean, they did it they in, had. in a comical kind of way, but it was a bit dark. Yeah, I mean, I mean it was a dark. It was game. a bit dark when literally the shuttlecock got stuck in her throat. That's that's how it always ended. If if you yeah, lost. That's she was just there for a sprained foot, but she died when you lost. Yeah, because she choked on cock. <laughs> shuttle of the shuttle variety. I realized okay. where that was going <laughs> halfway through that sentence. <laughs> Thank you for finishing it for me, Trevor. <laughs> I'm not sure you should have. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Uh, so on the- an aside, <laughs> I did set that up for that exact reason. <laughs> okay, well, you got me with it. You got me with it. It's your mother. It's the character's mother. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but they get- No. <laughs> So it's only if you lose. You just so they lose. connected to your Facebook and got a That's not. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Let's move on. Uh, my first game that I want to talk about. This was a cool, like, narrative one. 2132 colon beta. Ooh. I do remember do remember you playing a bit of this. Um, yeah. So, it was- I'm not usually into this type, but it- um, it was it was kind of a what do you call it? like a top down RPG <laughs> Zelda ish sort of like old okay. sc- yep. old yep. school Zelda ish um, almost like an RPG maker ish sort of thing. But what was cool about it, and I'd heard I had I didn't get spoiled going in, but I'd heard some inklings that it sort of shifted things up because and this is spoiler spoiler spoiler, but it's sort of it's sort of there in the title. It is set in it's set in twenty one thirty two. You know, with all the sort of futuristic kind of technology and stuff that you would expect. But then after you kind of go through your first couple of missions, which, you know, as in these games are often little mundane sort of things, go out into the town and meet the people. You kind of start seeing these glitches start appearing. Oh, because because it's a beta. Because it's a beta. Yeah. And And so, therefore, you don't expect it to be 100% there, but- it's actually built into the game this way that there were supposed to be glitches, is it? Or Well, no, the point is that you are actually like in a simulation, but it's the oh, beta version of that simulation. Of twenty one thirty two. Yeah. Yep. It's actually twenty twenty two. Yeah, of twenty one thirty two. Exactly. Uh you go through one of those glitches and sort of find yourself in twenty twenty two, uh, where this kind of, you know, nerdy genius in, in her basement has built us literally a universe simulation has been building this Artificial yeah. intelligence. Wow. And, um, and it, it shifts perspectives. So mm. it goes from that, you know, RPG maker style thing, literally into like a 3D third person adventure kind of almost a life is strange sort of 
sort of vibe. Okay, and and then it switches back and forth between those two. Yeah, because as you haven't really been properly ejected from from the reality, so every time you close your eyes, you're kind of flicking back into. That you do reality. get those moments of of flicking um, because of sort of there's a whole thing, but like you're tethered to the game, essentially to the to the universe. Um, and the and the character that you play in the game is is like another version of you, and therefore, like, yeah, it's a, it's a real interesting thing because yeah, your essentially your character's consciousness. It's almost a bit of um. Did you ever see the Thirteenth Floor? Yes, I absolutely fucking love yeah, that. It's film. a great movie. Uh, a little bit of that, where sort of uh, the Jesus Christ, I want to fr- go watch that your again. friend had. Or the, the genius's friend, your, your, you essentially yeah. had, had connected in to inhabit one of the characters in the game in that mm. sort of way. But then the glitch meant that the character's consciousness made its way back out into your brain. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why you get like the flickering and stuff. Yeah. So anyway, it was really cool. Yeah. Why'd you have to remind me about that fucking movie? Because <laughs> I haven't watched it in ages and I've got it on DVD. So I know. It's a good I've one. actually got that on D- DVD. That was in a real what? like key. Era of some great sci-fi because it was what like ninety eight ninety nine. I was like it was like around the Matrix time. Yeah, it it was. And when I first saw it, I didn't know what I was going in for because I didn't read anything up on it. I just saw it and I'm like, it the the twist sort of came out of nowhere for me, and I'm like, oh my god, like that just blew my mind. Like ninety nine really was. What the thing is, I can't remember enough about it that I don't want you to tell me more about it right now. There were so many. Fucking good, like, so, oh, like, formative sci-fi movies in 99. Because The Matrix was mm. 99. 30th Floor yeah. was 99. Existence was 99. Ooh, and when yes. was, um, fuck, what was that other one? The, uh, two words. Kiefer Sutherland's in it. Do you mm, know what I mean? Don't remember. Dark City. 98. Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen Dark City in a long time. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so that was 2132 beta, beta. Yeah. Beta. I don't know, however you want to say it. Yeah, it, I think it's beta, because it is Greek. I say sometimes beta, though, but yeah, it probably is beta. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on. Moving on. I am, I mean, my first couple of games are, are definitely going on a bit of a sport thing, uh, but I really did enjoy the, um, dystopian adventure beautiful lacrosse yeah so this was this is sort of a stardew valley-esque um almost almost sort of like uh did you ever play um golf story yeah yeah, yeah this, like this was this was sort of like a a lacrosse adventure in like a dystopic future but through through lacrosse you were trying to you know Make everything right and make everything just beautiful. Right. Yeah. Using, using your skill with yeah. the lacrosse baton. Stick. <laughs> Stick. Stick and net. Whatever. Like. Uh, <laughs> uh, to heal the world. Yeah. And a lot of the time, you know, you, you'd be going around showing you how good you are with, with a stick and mm. net mm. and just, you know, launching the balls out and catching, you know, Catching different things and because, because you're not just firing out the balls, but you're also, you know, catching the balls back, unlike Golf Story, where you are just launching the, the <laughs> yeah. golf balls out. Yeah. I mean, the difference between lacrosse and golf are few and far between, but that is one yeah. of them. Uh, 
Yeah, well, and I liked the way they kind of implemented some of those timing mechanics and that sort of thing. Um, it reminded me a lot of, uh, did you ever play uh, Dodgeball Academia? Yes. Yeah, yes. that sort of thing with a lot of the, the RPG-ish kind of moving around, but then you, you'd have the matches, but they had some stakes because of the story, you know. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah. And I don't know, there was just the the fact that instead of like in Stardew Valley, which was all pixel based animation, mm. this, this was more, you know, fully realized 3D, but just still that same, that same like view from above. Yeah. And I, I liked that you got to, you know, build up your, uh, your gym, your lacrosse gym mm. and the, the guard, the grounds around it. And, and, you know, as you would build, New types of buildings that would help you upgrade and train better and uh, and that sort of thing, as well as help out the surrounding, you know, areas. And it's, you, you, I like that you eventually got that world map to really show how much your influence had, had spread. Yeah. yeah. And you could almost see, like, the beautifulness just with the grass and the, and the flowers and shit just creeping out from your area yeah. into, like, this, you know- well, all the desert and all this sort of sort of stuff yeah, around wastelands. All, the all the wastelands and I did um, the I- rundown cities mm. that all of a sudden got overgrown with you know vines and and shit. Like I did find it a little bit creepy beautiful. how kind of cult like the following was, which they didn't really address. It was just sort of uh, taken as a given that once your influence had expanded far enough, they essentially worshipped your team. Yeah, uh, which you know could have been an interesting take on on sports team worship and that sort of thing, but they just sort of played it really straight, and so it kind of yeah. came across <laughs> as as weird and creepy. Um, but did you it know, came that, across, or did it came lacrosse? It came lacrosse as. <laughs> 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 uh, but that was my that was my only real criticism about it. Yeah, I I, the I, I just loved loop it. Was very satisfying. The gameplay loop was satisfying. It looked amazing. Um, audio, it had it. Um, oh yeah, yeah, really good. The 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 real thook as you like as you caught the 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 mm. thing in your neck. Oh, and and just and just the fact Ball. that you were thinking, oh yeah, this. This could be sort of like stylized rendering because you know, it, for the most part, it was from from up on high. Yeah. But then when the camera swooped oh, down, yeah. it was like, oh no, power this shots. whole thing is is literally all rendered in three D at all yeah. times. Like it's just it was gorgeous. Yeah, they made good use of that uh, in those key moments for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, my next game that I wanted to talk about was Trapped in Heaven. Now I do remember this one. This was a, this is an early twenty two. This is early in the earlier in the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who would have thought mixing up essentially Home Alone and Heaven? Yeah. Uh, uh, would work as a game, but it does. It's a little bit blasphemous, but you do play Jesus Christ, and God has left your dad. Mm. He's gone out. He's left you home alone, uh, mm-hmm. and you decide. That uh, you're a little bit creeped out. You can't. You play like a basically a, a child version uh, of Jesus. Oh, so baby version. Ba- baby yeah, Jesus. Well, no, not quite like not like baby <laughs> Jesus in the manger. Oh, not not. Oh, so around the time when he found out, which was like what around ten years old. Something, that, yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. That the archangel Gabriel they came down and talked to him and said, 
they it this is not a, a an accurate retelling of anything it's very much just sort of utilizing uh let, let's just say the backlash from the christian uh community was probably well deserved if if you believe that that this sort of thing is blasphemy but i liked it as a game uh yeah because yeah like setting up traps at the pearly gates and um the fact that then the the this version of heaven also had pearly windows, pearly basement doors, pearly attics, like pearly chimney, pearly chimney, exactly. And that you were able to sort of just like set up your traps. And it was a very, um, what's the orcs must die kind of situation. Like as all the souls tried to get into heaven and you just had to yeah. have positioned these traps well enough to, to fend them off and knock them out of heaven, presumably down to hell. Uh, they didn't clarify, Potentially. but- e- Either way, clouds, it's amazing that there's some solid clouds and then there's some clouds that you just fall right through. Like, Well, that's it. Well, and I like the fact that essentially when you like lowered their HP to zero, they just poof through the clouds, like fall. Yeah. Um, sometimes, and if you did it well, like they had those, um, the, the holier uh, souls coming in would have an mm. area of effect as you took them out. I guess yep. just because of their sort of holy influence and more of the clouds would disappear and you could like lose a bunch of people all at once um, yep. and, and just have them fall. Um, and those, you know, those flames would kind of burst up. So I guess they did kind of imply that it was hell. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, that that end part of the level where the devil did actually come up and, and take some of the some of the souls and give, you know, uh, JC a bit of a fist bump. And Yeah, I guess they did make that. I forgot about that. Um, that was a good little, yeah, end of level sort of thing, though. Because you know, as as we all know, that God and the devil, like God, loves the fact together. that yeah, God, yeah, God loves the fact that the devil looks after all they, the bad souls. So the God has to have to do it. Like, and look, if you can't get past a fiendish series of traps, then to get into heaven, then clearly you don't deserve it, and you're a bad, and you go to hell. Yeah, you they did. They did hell. leave it open for a sequel, though. Um, have you have you heard anything from the devs? As to whether they are working on one or, um, I know we reached out to these guys and they they yeah sort of we tried to get them on the bit. pod, um, but you know they are uh, they are over there in deep underground yeah the deep web we couldn't um, we couldn't quite tell where they were based but uh, I don't think it was Australia <laughs> maybe deep Australia yeah uh, yeah like that the like that weird cave that is underneath most of Australia that mm. has like all the like whatever the, that the drop bears hibernate yeah mm. yeah. Uh, so there could be some devs down there, I guess. <laughs> uh, but no, they did. If they drop bears. <laughs> they did. I did see an inkling, um, of a sequel. They pivoted pretty hard, actually. You'd think, um, they'd keep with kind of the, the heaven of the, you know, Christian sort of thing. Um, but no, it did actually seem like they were trying to do an actual spiritual sequel to Home Alone directly. Um, and they, mm. yeah. They kind of had a kid called Bevan, hmm. Bevan McCannister, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it looks a bit derivative to me. Yeah, can I talk about my next one? Yeah, definitely. Um, Suburban Princess. I I really really like that game. I I thought it took took the idea of you know royalty in general and brought it down to a relatable level. Yeah, um, and to make it a th- 3D collectathon as like a, a Super Mario 64 or a Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. Where you're literally going through like an urban neighborhood collecting 
like coins and all that sort of stuff and Crown jewels. You know, build and basically building up building up your castle. Um I did like within that. Suburbia. Yeah. Uh yeah, look, I think there's not enough new collectathon platformers with new IPs, I feel like. Yeah. Definitely. So many of them have come out of trying to either reboot or just sequels to existing ones. So that was really cool to see. And yeah, I love that it had that customization element of your kind of hub world as you build that castle up. Yeah. Um But but it's really it's like cool. it's not even a big castle. Like it's just it's sort of just building up It's a modest three bedroom. Yes. Yeah, it's building up what she calls the castle, and it's sort of almost based off around you know the typical Australian yeah, neighbourhoods no. because again this was this was Australian devs um, made in Unity, mm. which I found unusual. I, I expected it to be made in Unreal because they did go for what looked like pretty high high, high quality, quality shaders and such. Um, shaders and stuff, but yeah. like no, it was all all done in Unity. Mm. Um, yeah, they've definitely used that. that used the tech well. Uh, and it's smooth, like it played really well. The the platforming yeah. mechanics, um, sixty frames a second, um, ray traced, all that sort of stuff. Like yeah, the the reflections on her crown, um, which were they were amazing. made out of they made out of big hands, but yeah, uh, yeah, but it looked great. Yeah, but but when but when she when she put those you know bottle tops as well as as like the little jewels mm. like. Especially with that central crown lager, like I mean, what else can you have there? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's the jewel of the crown. I, I felt they did a pretty good job of not going too far into the kind of uh, stereotype of a you know a bit of bogany kind of thing because that's sort of what you think of when you think of people who consider themselves royalty out in the suburbs. Yeah, um, I mean, look, she started off in flannel. Yeah, but but that's that was fine. that was just a little nod. Yeah. Yeah, and you upgrade over time and get yeah. your higher quality. I really, I really loved her catchphrase. Her, her, her catchphrase. Yeah, where she just yelled out "Dilly Gaff." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I found it. I found it a little annoying the, the amount of times they used it. It was funny the first time. <laughs> uh, they did. I feel like they relied on that a little bit too much, but they recorded a lot of versions of it. That was yeah. that was good. The, the sound itself was not too. Uh, um, if if you did hundred percent each level, you did get a new uh, catchphrase. Uh, so, um, so locking that I, behind that level of yeah. Okay. See, I I I um I unlocked the the first one. I got everything in the first in the first level. So I did. I got. Uh, did you bring your grog along? Um, and mm-hmm. then uh, I think that was the only one I got. But again, they did like fifteen different versions of that as well. So just then. It added two more things that she like. Yeah, yeah. No, that was good. Um, Anything else that you can remember? The music. The music was amazing. Um, all Australian artists. They did. They did line up some good. Some good tracks in there. Yeah. yeah. I don't uh, know whether they fully. Um, I think. Um, did did Powder I, I think, Finger I think so- record a new song for this? It almost. I, I kind of think like they stole all the. I think they kind of stole all the all the audio because, you know, some of those. I did hear a, um, you know, one of those, uh, what's it called? Watermarked tracks as it was oh, playing. It's like, like a Spotify. This is playing from LimeWire or whatever. <laughs> I guess you can get away with that on the dark web. So yeah. Good on them, I suppose. But yeah, all Australian tracks. It was just, yeah. you know, the spirit good quality, good quality stuff. And I noticed the one thing that, I mean, we as Australians know that there is a difference between the Australian dialects. Yeah. Like, 
And this was definitely a more southern dialect. It, mm. it wasn't that that typical Ocker Aussie. It was the um, it was more That's of a it. Melbourne they, suburb. They called it a Palmer, not a Palmy. Yeah, uh, potato cake, not a scallop. Yeah, you know, fucking. it was a pint. So you knew that it wasn't. Um, you knew it wasn't Adelaide because they don't have pints there. Or if they do, they call them Imperial pints. And it's right. like, oh, what the fuck is? Yeah, that? yeah. So there definitely felt like there was a bit of that kind of state rivalry, almost. You know, they yeah. made it very specific. Yeah, uh, to that sort of thing. But um, yeah, it's a bit of fun. But in a city suburb, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Cool. Um, all right, my one, my next one. I think probably my last one for the night. Definitely, um, the Steel Land. Ooh, yes, this was cool. yes. This was awesome. It's kind of alternate reality thing. Um, where there was a lot of futuristic technology, but for whatever reason, a lot of the kind of knights, like suits yep. of armor, sword play stuff, had, had was still around, and um, big fucking swords too. Like, yeah, yeah, because the because obviously the suits of armor were were you know now mechanized, basically mechanized. Yes. They they could actually have those big fucking swords. That's like- it. It's kind of like the arms race continued along, but just yeah. With swords and lances and, and you know, even the horses had uh, exoskeletons and that sort of thing. It was really mm. cool. Um, but, yeah, played out as uh, an interesting kind of, not quite an RTS. It wasn't at that level, but you had like a, a small squad, not and larger than a squad, larger than a squad, squad, smaller than an army. I'm not sure what you kind of really call it. Like a troop. A troop, maybe. They'd never really spelled it out in the game, which no, is weird. No, they kind like- of didn't say it. Uh, they kind of skirt around the question. You like, you, you, you're like, what? Uh, someone said, "What do you what do you call this little band gathering?" <laughs> gathering. And so, oh, oh, oh. so anyway, <laughs> yeah. Even the subtitles just said like indistinguishable. <laughs> they just mumbled under their breath. Oh, they they must couldn't have been quite a weird land. Dev in, joke, in joke or something. But yeah, that you and you picked. You know, you picked up more people as you went along, and and you were kind of this underdog troop band, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sub army squad fighting against these much bigger, you know, you'd take on hundreds of enemies at once as you'd come across yeah. these actual armies. Yeah, which is very um, Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, there um, was an aspect of Dynasty Warriors in there. You kind of just like doing these attacks and sweeping, you know, five, ten people down, uh, knocking them in down one hit. Yeah, in it one was- hit. But it was cool. And the sound effects as your suit would power in and you'd do these, you know, uh, these attacks. Uh, hearing sort of all of the the gears shifting and uh, yeah. it's really cool. Uh, com- combining you know the idea between a, a real time strategy like you're going to have to you know command your your mm. group slash band slash troop around, but then also being able to launch down into the commander, you know, s- skewer fifteen enemies with with your lance. That's it. Yeah. You know, f- throw throw them off to the side, wipe them off like like it was nothing. Put pull out a massive sword that just gets bigger as he- Oh, yeah. Well, you have those great effects. Exactly. Yeah. It all kind of uh, constructed itself. Um, swipe and take out a hundred, hundred soldiers in, in one swipe. And then you can quickly throw, throw back out to- Well, I loved how they kind of- To control the group and move. Almost made the realistic physics work that like a sword that long, the end of it is traveling so much faster than, uh, than what's closer to you. Uh, No, the- What's closer to is traveling. Right. Well, it Wait. travels further. It like- travels further. <laughs> like, anyway, whatever it was, yeah. the end of your sword did a lot of damage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it, it gathered and it a fuckload sense. of speed by the end. That's it. 
Um, what I what I liked doing in this game, and I'm not sure whether you did the same, but I would actually use the rest of my group slash squad slash troop, whatever. Mm-hmm. To sheepdog everyone into oh, yeah. into the range. Yeah, there were some good tactics you could do. If you wanted to micromanage a bit, and like you said, jump jump out to the top view. Uh, uh, well, and I, and I liked the way that uh, you had essentially like a Zeppelin up there, basically. Like there was a physical mm. thing. Um, but again, just like decked out in steel. So, it didn't even make sense with how heavy this thing would be. <laughs> But somehow, exactly. They, I mean, they kind of. I mean, yeah. It 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 all does make sense. It's all all on the aesthetic, which is which 100%. is cool. I loved it. But yeah, you could go up there and really sort of send your other units around to uh, to line up for those special attacks. Absolutely, it's a mm-hmm. good strategy there. Well, that uh, yeah. uh, there there is one more thing that I would like to mention, mm-hmm. and I do I did think that they. It was pretty awesome that they did this. They turned all the um, like all the bard style music into like heavy metal covers. Yeah, yeah. So it did kind of feel a bit like uh, another game that I I liked this year, but I don't know whether it would make my top ten. But Metal Hellsinger, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, they- that had a good had a good soundtrack, but I think this one just I don't know. There's there's something about like these games that we've been checking out on. On uh, on the dark web, they're just so much better than what's actually being released. Yeah, if you guys haven't like downloaded your Onion Tor browser and uh, jacked into the glass onion of the dark web, you're missing uh, out. You're missing out. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff uh, in there. Yeah, I mean my my favorite um, my favorite song. Do you remember how it went? It was it was Dragon's Dance from. From this game, um, I can't remember that Go one. On, you were singing it to me the other day. Yeah, like uh, "Rain of the Dragons." Yes, "Dance of the Hell Knights." Together they will sing and fuck all night. Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> um, oh, technically, God. that Brings was right two back. different words rhyming "night," "hell knights" with yeah. "night." Uh, so I gave it a pass, even but, though it was a bit clunky. Yeah, but- yeah. No, no, no. But it was a K and I T. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, two NI- different words technically, G-H-T. even if they're and then you could have done you could have done Fortnite in there as well, and you could have just N-I-T- used the N I T version, and that would have been fine. It's like three different, yeah, three different words. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, yeah, that was a good song. Um, yeah. So I know. I suppose we should actually go through. You know what we couldn't quite talk about now. Um, yeah, lightning round. Yeah. So. Uh, another another game that I really enjoyed was Cool Boxing Slaughter, mm. um, in which you were basically boxing through like ice boxes, and it was yeah, it, it was I don't know, uh, just a cool two D beat 'em up that you know just all boxing, all ice all the time, all boxing, all ice all the time. Cool, yeah, uh, yeah, I quite like the spell in the dark. Uh, which is this fun, like horror game that, that used, uh, like magic spells like, that you mm. had to cast in, you know, using your mouse or, um, there was a VR version, but I didn't have mine connected, so I couldn't play it. Yeah. But it worked with the mouse as well, having to cast them to, to keep the lights on, basically. Like you had to, um, to get away from the creatures you were casting spells. It's cool. Yeah. Um, another one that I really enjoyed was, oh, uh, it was Hamster Crusader, which was sort of, it was 
um, one of those, like, what do you call them? The spiritual the spiritual sequel to the Crusader, Crusader No Remorse, mm. um, but with a hamster. Yeah, uh, so yeah. Uh, it was the hamster in in like in the like wheel. all the red armor and and in that isotope isometric uh, yeah isometric view going through the different uh, space stations, just kicking the ass out of all the enemy aliens. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah, I really liked uh, a mutually assured attachment. Uh, mm. Which was one of these uh, two-player games, two-player two only games, but you were attached by handcuffs. It was very much like, a, what was that Adam Sandler movie? Um, buddy, sort of buddy. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, essentially you had to solve these puzzles um, and figure out how to how to do them while being attached by one hand. Uh, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't talk about that one earlier, actually. I feel like cause there's a lot that we could talk about there, but I guess it's a lightning yeah. round. It's a lightning round. Um Endless Rally that mm. they took they took the the feeling of Sega Rally yeah. and just and made it an endless, made it endless an endless runner, like, runner essentially yeah well it wasn't really an endless Not runner, runner except, but you know what I mean I mean you were always sort of you know endless trying to get down. away you were trying to get away you were drifting through but you obviously had to keep keep an eye on your on your fuel and all that sort mm. of stuff and see if you passed like. If you pass like a petrol station, could you just quickly stop, or was the horde going to come catch you? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And by horde, I mean you know obviously the 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 huge time wall that was coming coming yeah. right at you. Yeah, they didn't explain what the what the horde really was, but there's no I time. Know, I just get the fuck out of there. The, yeah, I really really enjoyed this game. I thought you know using the good old graphics from Sega Rally, you know, was just there's a lot of that retro style graphic yeah. thing going on. Like it's cool. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And my final one I wanted to talk about was- uh, Oh, no. I've got I've got one more that I wanted to talk about. So, you, you think about another one as well after after this one. It doesn't or, have to be either, did- It's fine. Okay. I'll, if I think of one, I'll tell you. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, Satan on Wheels uh, yep. was really cool. I liked the way that uh, you started just with one wheel. So, essentially, yep. you, you know, Satan on a unicycle going along, uh, setting things on fire. It's very much just a sort of almost a- uh, Playground, the sort of game, yeah. physics playground with with fire propagation. Uh, but then you'd upgrade to more and more wheels, which was really cool. Mm. Um, so you'd get to, you know, obviously a bicycle, tricycle, quad bike. Uh, then funnily enough, they went back to a bicycle, except it was like a five-wheeled, five-seater bicycle. Um, and you had some demons on behind you. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So essentially every wheel you got was a level. It was fun. Yeah. I know it's going against our rules. Yeah. Because it's not from the dark web, but uh, something I have to mention is Elden Ring. Um, it was really good. <laughs> if you don't know what Elden Ring, then where the fuck have you been? It was really good. That was that was. I don't play non dark web games, Trevor. I've never heard of that. What's it about? Three second version. <laughs> Three second version. Uh, George R R Martin meets Dark Souls. Okay. Um- yeah, there was a new Monkey Island game this year too, so we should probably there mention was? that. You know, yeah. Oh, cool. That's probably up there on mine. So, uh, oh, well, there's no no point talking about that. We don't like no, obviously sorry. don't have time to actually review like that game. You you sure you sure a new Monkey Island came out? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, okay, but it was on you know it's on the above ground. I'd like regular, I'd like to return. I'd one. I'd like to return to the Monkey Island series. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You should. You might find uh find out the real secret if you're lucky. Cool. Cool. 
Anyway, I think we what, na- what was the name of that book? I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us this week. Uh, if you want to find all of our previous episodes online, including our Game of the Year episodes, have we done that every year since we started? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah orig- originally, originally, originally we were doing we, ideas. Originally, we were doing real, props, uh, props fake right. ideas, and now we're doing real games. Yeah, yeah, so, right. yeah, it's, it's a bit different. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, go back and, and give those a listen, uh, com slash bitstorm. Uh, and if you like the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that song is Mount Defiance of the album Containment Failure by the band Kuradust. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott and surprise! Badminton, Badminton. go! <laughs> 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 oh, shit. I lost. Mom, you okay? Get this cock out of my mouth.